do you measure success? How do you uh, how do you quantify how much time you spend working at a craft to to show the world what you have accomplished? You're a uh, you're a college graduate. You graduated with two degrees, yeah, and, and multiple multiple certificates. Yep. Okay, and you uh, let's see, you graduated high school in 2013. Yeah. You graduated college in 2017. Uh, 18. 18. I, I had a year at, at community college where, um, actually, I, I throw this out there. I think I have the lowest ever recorded GPA heading into a four year college. I had a point one seven. I still don't know how you got into pit. They told me to graduate. I was going to have to walk on water. Bitch, I flew. So after five years, you left the University of Pittsburgh State. Yes. With not one, but two degrees. That is correct. That's impressive, man. That's impressive. Thank you. I proud of it i wish i was doing something a little bit more with it but i, I mean I, I i good old college dropout that Did, didn't make it very far didn't make it very long uh money got tight came home joined the workforce piece of shit i know but i have spent the last well seven years eight years nine years working building a life for me my wife and my daughter and I feel like I feel like seven years in, I was I was pretty well set up. I had a I had a pretty good base to build off of. Um, I you know I may not have degrees, but I've you know certified in the world um, to do some things. Seven years feels like a long time to uh, to be able to accomplish a goal. I mean, shoot, one more year, you're a doctor. Um, I mean. Two years ago, you were a chiropractor. I mean, you can get a lot done. I mean, shit, one year you're graduating law school. But here we are. After seven years, Stetson Bennett leaves the University of Georgia without graduating from the University of Georgia. Hold on, I'm going to wind that back a little bit. This dude has been at the University of Georgia since 1786. He's going to be working for Callahan Auto Parts in Sandusky, Ohio here before too long. This boy, (laughs) this guy. Good God. This Founding father of a man just left George after seven years without a degree. <laughs> On the bright side, he's throwing dots for the Rams at uh, rookie man camps. You know you're going to end up playing him as he's going to be starting a game against you this year, right? Okay. It's going to be the only game you lose, and you're never going to hear the end oh, of it. Luckily, the uh, the new house has concrete walls. Otherwise, I'd be putting my fist through one. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Too Fat to Play podcast. I am your host, Austin. With me, as always, the man that is just two fingers rich of being having as many years as Stetson Bennett was in college. Hmm. The man that wears his fandom on his hands. The man that has a significant problem with the city of Los Angeles. My problem is that it's still standing. At least we moved off just the people in it, I suppose. They can go down with it. I don't give a shit. Yep, that's Ryan, everybody. Uh... What's going on, guys? As Austin alluded to, 
We don't have tons to talk about, but uh, Stetson Bennett was out at rookie ma- uh, minicamp this week. Uh, or today, I should say. Um, throwing ducks. <laughs> Just like he did at Georgia. Guess what? The NFL has better corners. And uh, better linebackers. I don't know. The team he practiced against was was, was probably just as good as most of the guys in the NFL. (laughs) I mean, at least practice. Yeah, not seeing this going too far for him. Surprised he made it this far, actually, to be completely... It's not very often a 185-year-old man gets drafted in the NFL. So dumb. Should have been undrafted, if at all. Yeah, I I had him as my favorite to be Mr. Irrelevant. (laughs) That did not go well. Um, Moving on. We've spent enough time on sets at Bennett on this show. Um... I know it's obviously going to fall on deaf ears because, well, I, I really doubt anybody from the program listens to the Too Fat to Play podcast. They should. I think it'd be good for their content creation. But congratulations to Pat McAfee signing a multi-year deal with ESPN. As, Living the dream. As long as he gets to keep creative freedom, which he said he does. He said about the only change they're planning on making is they're not going to say fuck as much. Every other word's fine. Congratulations, man. That's to, so exciting. To do what he's doing, um, you know, to, to build something that he just built out of his love of the game, the love of talking to his friends about sports, um, that's incredible. What him and Levitard have done, breaking off, betting on themselves, and letting their show and their fans speak for them, it's incredible the deals that those guys have done. Congratulations. We're rooting for you. We're happy for you. I, if uh, hopefully. If, if anybody else needs a needs a daytime show. Hopefully this is just a stepping stone. Um, obviously we'd love it if, a, if that happened to our show. But just seeing, seeing shows that started for the love of the game or the love of whatever sport they're covering just explode is it's good it's good for everybody it is it it creates good content you get rid of all these sports talk shows that we have now that just it's the same opinions over and over there's no personality unless you're watching the uh nba on tnt and they're just a special level of of amazing um, but we do have a little personal show news as well. Um, we have, well, I can't really say we, you have been in communications, um, going back and forth. We're working on ironing out all the details. Um, so I, I don't. I don't know if it's officially, unofficially, almost officially. It, it's almost officially. Um, so working on a little bit of sponsorship, uh, for a good friend of mine, co-worker, um, actually two, I guess you could say, um, because I'm here before too long and I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. We can, I guess, go ahead tonight. I haven't got anything for, uh, for Chase yet, but the Too Fat to Play podcast from here on out is brought to you proudly by Sticks Golf Lounge in Humboldt, Kansas. Guys, come on down. Play a round of golf at whatever golf course in America you'd like. Virtual golf, beers on tap, great place to hang out, great place to be. And then uh, as soon as we get get the thumbs up from our music, got another one coming out for you. So... Some big things happening. Really excited. We are... I don't know if making it's the right word, but it kind of feels like it. Yeah, it. maybe small town making it. Who cares? We're it's having fun. fun. It all works out for everybody. 
Ah, good feelings. Good feelings. Good feelings. Good feelings. We should have a new recording studio here in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully. I'm oh, man. Ready for you to close on that thing already. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit. I need this overtime to stop. I'm tired. I'm not even working overtime, and I'm tired, so... I feel for you. I do. Um, All right, so let's get in yeah, to episode two of, of our... Of our new... Uh, and I don't know if you guys checked the, the titles. We didn't really say it last week. We uh, debated after the show was over on what we were going to call the off-season ramblings that we uh, shall produce for you guys here. Um, and in a moment of either utter elation or utter stupidity, it came to my mind the perfect name for our off-season ramblings. So, welcome in to episode two. I guess it's going to be our off-season show. So, season one, episode two of Overweight and Overthinking. This is it, guys. We're just going to talk football. If there's news, we're going to hit on it. We're just going to talk football, have some fun, really get into why we wanted to do this. We kind of talked about it a little bit before the show last week. We now know exactly what direction we kind of want to go in. Obviously, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, saying we know what direction we want to go in is probably the wrong ways to po- wrong way to poise this. Um, we know so- we want to talk, and we know there's going to be some football. I don't think we're going to talk about Ryan's family photos anymore. Ooh, just about knock don't our table knock over. our table over. Um, but if it makes another appearance that I feel so inclined to talk about, we can get back into it. And I, another quick update. We are only 34 listens away from 1,000. Ooh, 30 weeks, we'll be there. I know, right? But all right, is there anything um, that you are wanting to uh, to jump in on here? Um, I do. I believe it or not, I want to talk a little bit of Forty Niners. Um, I've heard too much over the last couple of weeks of Trey Lance not getting any love to Trey Lance not being shopped to Sam Darnold will be the starter come the beginning of the season, regardless of Brock Purdy. Um, stop. Look. What? Trey is an unknown commodity. I still believe he has the right tools, the right mindset to make it in this league. I do believe his days of becoming a 49ers starting quarterback are over. For Brock Purdy to step off the bench as the third guy and into the starting role. And after about four weeks, it took him about four or five weeks to really get rolling and start understanding the offense. That's the guy. Uh, Don't make it too hard. There's nothing left to see here. If Trey does make it as a starting quarterback in the league, which I do believe he will, I still think something in the back of my head is telling me the Titans... Um, or even the Texans, depending on how C.J. Stroud pans out. Uh, but if Trey pans out, he's going to be a better quarterback than Brock. Brock's what the team needs to move forward, and we know what Sam Darnold is. Sam Darnold's a hell of a talent. Sam Darnold could very well be the best backup in the league. I I I mean, if you say he's the thirty third quarterback in the league, I don't know that I would argue with you. His highs are so high, and unfortunately for him, his lows are just below average. Which, when you're trying to turn a franchise around, you need to either be just above average constantly, or average at your worst. And he just could never get to, an even, an average across the board. So let's stop with this the Sam Darnold being the starter regardless. He's going to wow in mini camp and training camp. And as soon as you throw him out there against somebody else, a different defense that he hasn't played against, he's going to crumble. Except for like fourth rows and you're going to be wowed. 
That being said, what about these XFL players getting invites and showing out at rookie camps? Well, except for Ben DiNucci. He's got a job as a Walmart greeter. I was going to ask you, you saw the comment. Yeah, that was glorious. No, I mean, these, I mean, granted, so the XFL guys showing up, showing out, it's cool as hell. They're also in football shape. um, Right. Where a lot of the guys that they're lined up (laughs) with and against really aren't. So, how much of that do you weigh on it? Sure. The kid that the Niners have signed or invited to yeah oh he'll make the team you and i talked about that yeah i'm i'm pretty sure he locked up his starting spot on either kick return or ray ray mcleod's spot um the thing with him being 510 like 135 pounds scary you don't want that on the football field his breakaway speed he's gonna make it as a kick returner somewhere he he's like tyreek hill light as fuck i mean the guy is so small he doesn't have the hops like tyreek does he's just as shifty he's i can't say just as quick he he's quick as shit he's he's quick he's fast nah he he's he's somebody to keep an eye on his Um, zero to gone is right there probably third best in the league just in terms of sheer speed and sheer zero to 60 but his size is a major concern. He takes one hit over the middle from a Shaq Leonard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's probably little, it's probably lights out on the career. Um, one guy, and it, uh, this is obviously a shift. Um, and I know it's. I'm interested to see what your take on it is. Have you seen anything out of Seattle? Not. Really? Okay. Um, Pete Carroll has kind of said, at least for this season, it looks like Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be their slot receiver. Okay. Um, I don't know how much paying attention you do to the slot receivers that Pete Carroll has coached. Um, There's a couple of guys that stand out. um, Doug Baldwin. Right. Golden Tate. Yep. You know. All world slot guys, ah, uh, and it looks like Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be playing that role in Seattle's offense. I find that I don't know if I like it, and I I get what he's doing because that's a perfect talent to have there. He feels like he needs to be lined up on the outside, and I feel like moving Tyler Lockett in towards the slot, especially considering his age would be a better move. I think you run into one major issue with that. Tyler Lockett doesn't get hit. He doesn't take hits. That's true. Those slot guys, you got to fight for yards. Right. That That's the Anquan Bolden, the Larry... Late in the career, who knew? Late in the career, uh, Larry Fitzgerald could move from the outside into the slot and be even more dangerous. At 106 years old. Um, and probably be the nicest guy to ever play football. Probably the nicest ass in football ever. <laughs> Weird turn. Um, <laughs> but, so, yeah, Jackson, I saw, I was I was looking at him, and, man, I was just like, that level of talent. I mean, you've either got to put your number two corner on the inside, because, hey, by the way, DK's still there. I know you have a distaste for DK. Um, he's not—he's not the elite skill level no, receiver. He's an incredible athlete. Yeah, his his athleticism is—I mean, if he had the skills that some of the, the some of these other guys have, he would be Calvin Johnson. He's just—he doesn't, his, right. and his athleticism carries him there. But I mean, Bo Jackson was a problem. It was athleticism based, you know. Um, but that guy in the slot to me is a terrifying thought. With with his ability to move, with his ability to catch and run, 
he's already a crisp ass route runner. He is. He's very oh, he's so clean. Um, so, his in and out of breaks, his off the line. No, Jackson Smith and Jigba, it in the slot is very scary. I just I don't know how much I can trust Gino. I was I was going to ask you that, and I I know. Contrary to all the MVP Genos that I threw out last year, you never seem to get on board with it for some reason. Um, which I think is just an indictment on our friendship, honestly. Isn't uh, it just a bitch when I'm right? Who you were right? When 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 were you right? I don't I don't remember that. Oh, I do. It was right around week twelve and. The decline just started to. What decline? Yep. <laughs> We're in denial. I've never even been to Africa. That was weak. That was weak as fuck. And you dropped your head and laughed at it, so fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> no, we didn't. The Beavers did. Moving on. Um, so we've kind of gone through a, you know, roundup of some of the guys that we've, we, we, we like some of the guys we don't like. Um, obviously Aaron Rodgers is at the top of your list on the second category. Um, but transitioning to the jets a little bit, Quinn and Williams making a little bit of noise. Um, I know neither one of us are, you know, big fans of, you know, removing the teams on social media or deleting whatever um wiping the your socials is so dumb yeah to Uh, me it means you're getting signed yeah (laughs) typically um but i was talking about this at work the the other day i don't remember when um you the super teams that get formed which is kind of what new york's trying to do um i guess bringing in 75 green bay former green bay packer players is trying to do that i don't I don't know. Um, it works for the Packers. It'll work for the Jets, right? Let's lose in the championship game. Mark Sanchez is still a Jet legend. Uh, but it seems like those teams, when they work, everybody kind of meshes together and all all goes well. But it seems like most of the time when they don't work, it's because one guy causes a stink. We have our guy. And oh, by the way, he's... Third best defensive tackle in the league? Yeah, I mean, he's well worth the money. But you're going to be paying Aaron Rodgers, who surprisingly up to this point hasn't caused any issues for the Jets. I give it till preseason week two. Um, <clears throat> you've already got your first set, essentially your first case of dissonance in that locker room. If you look around the league... Very few teams get that type of dissonance and maintain. And they're well-run organizations. <clears throat> now, no, not saying that they always have been. Right. Now, if something like this were to happen to, say, an organization like the Steelers, who's always been very well-run, I'd be freaking out. It's the Jets. How many times have we seen this? When it happened right. with the Niners, what was it, last year? Yeah, it was last year. With the, the Debo stuff. I had faith with my new front office that shit was going to get figured out. The Chiefs with Tyreek Hill. Same thing. Everything kind of worked out. Except for one place. Down in Tennessee. A.J. Brown becomes an eagle. I mean, Tyreek Hill did get traded. Right, but it didn't feel like an ugly divorce when they traded. It, it was, I want out because you're not going to be able to pay me what I want. And the Chiefs were like, no, we're not. Thanks for saying that out loud. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. Send yeah. me to Miami. Yeah, but then he had to go on his podcast and say that. Anyhow. Um, right. Yeah, no, to backtrack on everything he fucking said back at the time, whatever. But, um, and then you have A.J. Brown, who draft night is like, cool, I'm getting an extension in Philadelphia. What the fuck? That's fair. Um, there is a little more of that dissonance, um, brewing. Um, Doesn't surprise me. Well, 
I mean, it's in in the AFC West. Uh, I know we're kind of bouncing back and forth here. Welcome to Overweight and Overthinking. This is there is no script. There is no structure. This is who we are. Um, Devontae Adams oh, in yeah. a press conference was like, "We don't see eye to eye. We don't see eye to eye. I'm gonna have to give this thing a try." Um, did did I not call this? Oh no, no. I mean, as soon as they, whenever you got rid of Derek Carr, there was one way this gets avoided. There was one quarterback that avoids this problem. Anybody else, you don't avoid this problem. I mean, okay, I guess two. If Tom Brady walks through the door, Devontae's good. If Aaron Rodgers walks through the door, Devontae's good. Jimmy G, on the other hand, I don't think is going to do it for him. That poor guy. I just want to hit on Jimmy, who's been nothing but a, a professional his entire career. He has finally gotten away from Tom Brady. Up until Tom Brady buys a part of the Raiders. Oh my god. If Tom Brady ever goes missing and Jimmy has a big smile on his face at a press conference and he just seems a little bit happier than usual, he's in his basement. I'm still not sure that's not the reason Giselle divorced Tom. Um. (laughs) Hmm. Things he make you say... Hmm. Is that or is that or Antonio Brown? I mean, um, no, nothing there. All right, fine. We'll move on from that. Now, uh, Brady buying a stake potentially buying a stake in the Raiders is interesting. Um, I guess while we're talking about teams being sold, Josh Harris has officially come to an agreement to buy the Washington Commanders. Thank God. Fun fact: the uh, what is their, where are they at? The, uh, double A, I believe, affiliate of the Orioles, which is somewhere in the Maryland area. They're called the Bay Sox. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, um, go ahead. They are running a special. If your first name is Josh or your last name is Harris... You can get a free ticket to a game. If you show up in commander's gear or the precursor of the commanders. I'll say it, the Redskins. Yes, the Redskins. We don't want none of that fucking football team bullshit. Yeah, no, no, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Bruno, damn it. Um, So if you show up in in Washington football. Perks of marrying a school teacher and having a two-year-old between the two of us. But anyhow, you show up wearing a tire for the Washington football franchise. You get entered to a drawing that night to throw out the first pitch. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I love double A ball. Just as a fuck you to Dan Snyder, it's amazing. Like, amazing. Fantastic. I didn't see that. That's glorious. Oh. Obviously, work with a guy that's from the D.C. area. Grew up an Orioles fan before the Nats moved from Montreal. So, he's a Baltimore fan growing up. And uh, he's the one that broke that one to me earlier. Fucking awesome. Just, just, oh, or or uh, if you show up wearing a uh, Magic Johnson jersey, you can also be in it. Oh, yeah, because Magic's part of the buying group, isn't he? Yeah. So, to the Bay Sox, hell yeah, let's go. Good job. So, so much, so much love out of that. Um, But, I I am interested, it seems like the Commanders are going with Sam Hallett quarterback this year. I'm not sure if that's the worst I think you need to see what you've got. Um, I think Ron Rivera will probably fuck this up. Because he'll get tired of losing, and then he'll go back to Jacoby Brissett, um, who I just recently found out is the backup quarterback in Washington. Um, but I'm I'm interested. The Commanders aren't going to be good. I just don't I don't think they're going to be a number one pick team. I I do think they're picking probably top seven. 
Yeah, I, that feels about right. Say, un- unless uh, Sam Howell is something that we do not expect Sam Howell to be. And you know, say they are in that area, if the, if it gets to midseason, and by midseason you can kind of see where the draft uh, positions are going to kind of pan out for everybody. Obviously, every now and then you have that one team that just goes on a skid, and then the other team that goes on a win streak and fucks the entire draft order up. Um, and then you have every now and again you'll have a team that wins the last play of the season to cost themselves the number one overall pick. Yep, stupid. But other than like three teams, you, you're pretty much set. I could see them being, depending on, for me, like the Raiders, the Jets. Um, I have no hope for the Jets. None. I have. No I, reason for I, me to believe that I don't, anything. I, mean, is I don't work. think they're going to be. I so I mean I obviously I'm a lot higher on the Jets than you are, but I just don't. I just don't think I don't think they're top. I don't think they're top half of the draft. I how mean, the fuck can you look at a team and be like, "This is great. We need to fix that one." They had to fix one fucking position, and they overturned the entire roster for geriatric fucks out of Green Bay. I just don't fucking get it. What? What part of let's have a winning team says let's go get that one team that couldn't get past the fucking Jimmy Garoppolo? Go get Jimmy! If you want to beat the fucking Packers so bad, just go get Jimmy! You're better off for it. Go get Derek Carr. Why? I. Why? Why cave to a guy who's who holds all the answers and his answer is I don't have enough weapons. Bring me my weapons. I mean I don't understand the the, the signings around him, but I, I, the quarterback himself is still problematic to add to that team and not have success. Like that team's going to be a, a a problematic football team. Well, they're not going to have a defense. They're not going to have a pass rush when Quinnen Williams doesn't sign his contract. I mean, it's going to hurt. I mean, they'll, they'll still have some guys. They still have... Solomon Thomas. I'm trying to think, they have an edge rusher. C.J. Mosley, middle linebacker, but who's played a lot <laughs> of defensive end the last two years in that system. Oh, has he? Oh, I haven't. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Pay a lot of attention to Jets football the last two years. Um, oh, yeah. I think he was their leading sacker. That can't be right. I'll look that up, but that can't be right. Um, but no, and but getting back uh, on track. I I don't know, man. There's, I guess we were talking about the Commanders. I can see them being in the ten to eleven, <laughs> right around hovering around ten. At the at the best worst. In terms of football record, at at best, they're they're a bottom third team. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, yeah. I could on, honestly, if you told me they're picking somewhere between two and nine, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. So, and I would kind of look at that to be the. Uh, you're not going to get a premier quarterback in this next draft at seven. You're, no, I I think you're going to have, have to be, be at one, two, two, or three. Yeah, I, and I think if, one if team you're... will hold two of those picks, and they're going to fuck it up. Houston needs to be good this year, just to just to try and make this. Although it is going to be interesting if if Arizona's there at like two. And they get like two and three. I'll be interested to see if they make the if they make it. Try to two where, and three. Where you and take next next. Well, year honestly, would... I think I think you if you, if you hold two and three and you just need to get to number one because there's only one person you give a shit about. It depends who's that other who's that team hold that, holding one. That's if fair. That's a quarterback needy team. Now, if it's we, obviously we don't know anything about the Panthers. Say it's the Panthers who took Bryce Young. They're taking two and three. 
every day of the week, and they're probably trading down with those two picks. Oh, yeah, you trade. You're trading to two, or you take two or three. You trade out of two. You take your third pick, and depending on where you're at and who you who you're trading with, I mean, at worst, you take Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three, and pair him with Kyler. Or Kyler Jr. Mini Kyler. Aren't, aren't those the same guy? I thought we were talking about the uh, the Panthers, right? We are still no. on the Panthers. Well, I mean, I'm talking about Carolina or not Carolina, the Cardinals. Oh, okay. But you know, if the Cardinals are in that situation, to if they have like the second and third pick, like I said, it's going to be interesting because. If Arizona's within striking distance of the number one overall pick, where is Kyler going to go? I mean, the talent is obvious. I mean, we've all seen, we've all watched Kyler Murray play football. The dude's electric. He's top three most exciting quarterbacks to watch in football. He is that guy. He has his worries. I got a place. Miami. No. You're telling me. Please no. (laughs) Yeah, right. You're telling me that Mike McDaniels goes, I have a small, slow quarterback with an okay arm so I can get a fast, really fast. He's so fast. He's really small. And he's got a really big arm. For some reason, he's got a cannon for his size. I mean, I think he's got a cannon for the NFL. I mean, just because he has to stop and look at the... Has to turn around and look at the Jumbotron to see if the receiver has a chance to make the play doesn't mean he doesn't have a cannon. It just means he can't see more than five or six yards downfield because the grass is a little too tall. No, I think that's where he goes. Something happens to Tua this year. Arizona's... Why you always got to put him in the AFC, bro? What team in the NFC has the firepower to go get him? It's not what I asked. It's not what I asked. I'm being realistic. Why you always got to put him in the AFC, man? I'm, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of it. Give the NFC some quarterbacks. Tired of this. They got Brock. Okay, so you got Brock and Jalen. Fourteen other fucking teams. Yeah, none of them are worth a shit. I mean, Jesus. I guess Geno's there. I mean, can't can't root against MVP Geno. But he's in division, so he's not heading there on a trade, anyways. Well, yeah. God, I don't know. I would, it would be interesting to see. I mean, it, fuck, the the Ravens will probably trade for him, but uh, oh god, yeah, we want your tall Kyler Murray, and we'll give you really short Lamar Jackson. Same, same, but different. <laughs> um, nah, dude, Arizona sucking next year is going to be one of my main storylines. Because if they're in a spot, Kyler Williams, or Kyler, anyhow. I've seen what you did. Kyler is a good quarterback. The ceiling, and this isn't a short joke, the ceiling for Kyler isn't nearly what it is for Caleb Williams. No, Caleb Williams has a possibility to be the second coming of Peyton or Andrew or Patrick or Pat like I mean he's multiple times I have seen he's a refined Patrick Mahomes he's a refined version of the best quarterback in the league I hope he goes to the fucking NFC I, I get where you're coming from. Obviously, I don't want that in my division. I'm, unless the commanders just tank. Tank, tank. 
I mean, shit the bed tank. I mean, the teams you're talking about, top ten. They all drafted this year at the top of the draft. So you've got Arizona, Tampa Bay, Washington. I mean, I guess it depends on what Jordan Love is. Um, See, and I have more faith right now in Jordan Love in Green Bay than Baker in Tampa. Oh, absolutely. No, but I I, I agree I, with I you 100%. I don't see Jordan Love whiffing. He's had so much time to mature. He's done it the right way. He's got the right attitude. And, and, and at the end of the year last year, we've seen it. Yeah. Say, so whenever, whenever he came in for Rodgers and, like... And it wasn't like a play here or play there. It was an entire game of flash after flash after flash, which just pisses me off because I hate the Packers. But it was good to see that the weight paid off. That sometimes being patient does work. Doesn't all the time. I mean, for them it's worked twice. Although that'll just... That should make everybody's blood boil that a team could go Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer into a potential Hall of Famer. Like, if he starts out... But let's just didn't, think about that. Didn't Devonte say that once? When you go from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. Well, now he just needs to become a saint. That's another team. That that team could go either way. I, I they're either in the mid twenties or early first. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That one is such a weird team um to to think about because of i mean Derek carr we know is a serviceable quarterback in the nfl but god damn um if he's not that this year look out um so hopped on pff the way they have it um projected projected you know lineup your shit teams Arizona Tampa Bay Houston but they won't have their first round pick Indianapolis Washington this one's got Green Bay Vegas Tennessee the Rams see I can see the Rams Atlanta Atlanta yeah um the Titans Cardinals uh, the Browns I was going to say I've got two teams outside of their top top thirteen that I could see picking top five, and that's the Broncos and the Browns. The Broncos, um, were another one. Obviously, the Commanders. Um, depending on how the Bears do, the Bears are going to be. That's another team that could go either way this year. It all depends on how Justin. If he feels comfortable in the pocket again, mm-hmm. look out. The Bears might have something this year. If he's still running around for his life, having to get first downs and win games with his legs because he can't stand and make a fucking throw, they're fucked. They're yeah. right back at the beginning of the draft going, damn, we need a new quarterback. Obviously, I don't think that that's the issue. And the way the guys had to play for the last two seasons – I, I feel like proves it that we don't know what Justin Fields is because he, he can't even get a fair shot. Yeah. So, and the Patriots. Patriots are another one. Yeah, I think the Patriots could definitely be a team that's uh that that's going to be... I think Mac Jones is probably uprooted as a starter fairly early and I, and I alluded to it last week everybody's got everybody's really down on the Colts Anthony Richardson the more I see on the kid the more I like him I just I just don't and don't be wrong there have been reports coming out of Indianapolis by non-Indianapolis reporters that say he's a lot further along than anticipated I just don't know that I can trust or expect 
Richards. I don't know that I expect Richardson to be that guy yet. Um, I, I, I have serious doubt that he's going to be year one. That he's going to be that guy year one. I don't know if he's going to jump off year one. Um, but so far, everything I'm seeing is... And, and it's a lot of character. Because um, I've... I, I do feel like quarterbacking-wise, he's going to be a year three development. Um, just like the guys he was kind of uh, compared to coming out. Josh Allen and and uh, Jalen Hurts. I, a lot of comparisons to the two. Both of those guys hit in year three. So, everything... I don't know if you've seen it. This is... He's being he's winning over the locker room already. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the I, veterans aren't even there, and they're taking notice. That's a lot when you have complete and utter support from your locker room. Jimmy Garoppolo for five seasons in San Francisco, that leg would be behind his head, and he'd be on the stretcher. And the team's like, "We're fighting for that guy." Winning the locker room is an underrated, uh, an immeasurable. It's, it's a, it's, and it's an immeasurable thing. Like you'll, it, it obviously you'll never see it in the stat book. It, it's not gonna make you winning headlines. But Tom Brady had the locker room for the most part. Whenever you're, whenever the locker room knows that. Well, that, and that's another knock on Aaron. Aaron's never had the locker room. I take that back. His first like five seasons, he did. So he and then he had he it start, early, and then and then Aaron Rodgers yeah. started to be Aaron Rodgers. And then, uh, unless your name was Clay Matthews, he was a douche to you, and he was. He, you're not going to win. It's a team game, mm-hmm. and that position so crucial to have the rest of the team behind him. They were at a charity dinner last week. The Colts were, and unprovoked. Everybody left. Anthony Richardson actually had walked out and then around the building, come in the back door and started helping clean up. Nobody asked him to. But he just, he wanted to leave with everybody else and then he just went back to help clean up. And they were like, hey, you can leave. The rest of your guys aren't here. He goes, this was our mess. I need to help clean it. That's the type of stuff that gets noticed. It, it, it's not, he's not going back to clean up for us. Otherwise, he would have had a press conference and, hey, yeah, we stayed back and helped clean up. He, he's, he's doing the right things. I, I'm not doubting him as a person. It seems to go a long way in the NFL. It doesn't work every time. Obviously, we've seen the pieces of shit that just run the NFL and then we've seen the good guys just seem to falter and fall. Yeah, I mean, one of them plays football in St. Louis. Great guy. Um, but no, nah, I mean, w- winning over. I mean, Mahomes kind of did similar things. He, he yeah, it, whenever, whenever it was whenever he knew he had a shot to be the starter because year one, obviously, he knew. But well, he but started te- it in year one though. Yeah, but the team took notice. The team, you know, the teams realizing what is around them and the dude's measurables are off the chart the dude's potential is off the charts i just don't see it being a year one thing i think there's i think they're still kind of a bottom feeder team this year but i think honestly that might be the best thing for them it, i think it would be the best thing for them i see this team to come out and kind of shock some people I'm not saying 10-11 wins. I think they're ceiling I, right now. I think now. you could say shock at 8 wins. Yes. I, and I'm thinking 8-9. to nine. Fringe wild card team. The AFC South. It's a, a team so that hangs air. around 500. I mean, I think the AFC South is already over. I think Jacksonville's won the division. Oh, I, I believe it. Um, I mean, that... If their only losses if, if, in the division were Jacksonville, it wouldn't surprise me. 
yeah, I mean, the rest of the division's ass. Like, I mean, Houston sucks. I, I think that I think they're better than Houston day one. I think they'll be better than Houston week 17, week 18. And, obviously... Tennessee doesn't even know who their quarterback is. I say is. Tennessee doesn't even know what Tennessee is right now. You know, They're talking it, about cutting Malik Willis. I think you have to. Oh, I, I don't disagree. It's just dumb. To me, it's dumb. I, I, I get whiffing on a quarterback. I've said whiff on as many quarterbacks as you have to. Yep. I look at Malik Willis. I look at Will Levis. I have to see if Malik can put it together in year two. Because why Why would I go after the talent and the upgrade, the potential upgrade from Ryan Tannehill to Malik Willis to turn around and go, fuck it, we want Tannehill back? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Say so- I, I, it, it won't ever happen because the NFL, th- these things don't happen. I think Tennessee's best chance to figure out who they are, you go into the season with Willis and Levis as your quarterback one and two. I don't really care which order. I think that needs to be your quarterback one and two. I think Tannehill needs to be gone. It won't happen. No. They can't do it with the salary, whatever. But I think if Tennessee was honestly trying to figure out what their future is, I feel like you, you give, give you give Willis eight nine weeks, you give Levis eight nine weeks. What do you got, boys? It, it's your job to prove me wrong. It's your job to show me that I'm right. It's your job to show me that you're right. I just I don't. I mean, I sent you a video of Will Levis, and I said it whenever I sent it to you. I was like, it took me three throws to realize this wasn't Tannehill. You, and you pointed it out that he had one throw where his arm angle so was... He, he had one throw, he was on it, he was rolled rolled out to his right, and he, he kind of had that three-quarter slot arm angle that we used to look at going, oh shit, that's going the other way, and now we look at it like, oh shit, that's, that's a higher level pl- football player right there. You can get that around the defensive end, you can get that around the blitzing corner. Like, it, it's taken on a new meaning, and we can thank Patrick Mahomes a lot for that. Really want to actually thank Matt Stafford, who started that shit a long time ago, and nobody ever took notice of it. He was in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's all there is to you, it. You play, bad, you play bad football in Detroit. Not, not he played bad football. The team played bad football in Detroit. So... When you're winning Super Bowls, those things get exposed a little more. But yeah, no, I mean, like I said, the 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 sidearm throw, I was like, I wait a minute, because I'm that's not something that everybody can do. No, and I would say this much: that ball on that sidearm throw had more zip than any of the other throws, and it's not like he was trying to hit touch passes. There were two touch passes, and they felt. I, I get it. The video that the Titans posted out was in slow mo, so you can really see their new quarterback. Oh my god, it was in the air for fucking days. Say, so, and I I hate the angle that those videos are shot at because you're like, I don't know if that was a four yard pass or a fourteen yard pass. Like the angle sucks that yeah, much, right? I mean, you don't see the wide receiver until. He he catches, head, he catches the ball. I hate those camera angles because they're so they're they're nothing. They're pretty. It's, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's cool to watch, but they mean absolutely nothing because you have no idea what the hell's going on. There's no context. Yeah, I mean, I I hope the video of Bryce Young was. Oh man, let's get into that. My God, the oh, fucking fuck. Make a Wish kid. I've been making that joke all week. What showed more athleticism than whatever it was that Bryce Young did? And, oh, I mean, he looks just, so small. Just, yeah, I like. I mean, I'm not even talking about his size yet because whenever, whenever the when the wide receivers coach goes running by and your quarterback looks small, you probably have an issue. But when his offensive line oh walked into the frame. At first, you see him out there. He's flipping the ball around. 
And you kind of see people in the background. Like, okay, he's a little guy. And then as the wide receivers coach runs by him, you go, he's a little bit smaller than I thought. Whatever. And then you see a 300, a 350 pound offensive lineman that he is supposed to be looking over. He's looking into the fucking middle of their back. Yeah, I'm a little worried. Oh. Like. Caroline, I don't like to do this. I'm going to make my call now. Carolina's looking for a quarterback next year. And it's not because of the talent. Bryce Young's got all the talent in the world. You play in the NFC, man. Fortunately for you, Zadarius Smith just got traded to the Browns last week. Yeah, I know. But you've also got Micah Parsons in the NFC. you got Nick Bosa in the NFC. Um, you have whatever person is lining up on the edge for Minnesota right now because they always have a great pass rush. Uh, Seattle's pass rush is there. I'm just looking to see what, what kind of problems they're going to face. And I mean, because... Oh, I forgot we haven't talked schedule. Yeah. So... Let's see, week one is going to be... like He's going to look like Justin Fields in a mix. It's going to be Justin Fields running, but it's going to look like Kyler Murray. My worry is it looks more like Tua. Um, so, first three weeks, Seahawks, Vikings, Lions. Oh, you're fucked. You're fucked. You're hella fucked. Aiden Hutchison is looking at week three right now going, I'm breaking the sack record. I mean, fortunately, they really they really don't face that much of the elite defenses this year. They do play the Cowboys, um, but they really don't face all that. I mean, their, their schedule is... Get back out of that. So, Vikings, Lions, Dolphins, Texans, Colts, Bears, Cowboys... Titans, Bucks, Saints, Falcons, Packers, Jags, Bucks. Wow. Yeah, no, they have they have an easy schedule. Say so they don't have much. I mean, Josh Allen for Jacksonville um, could be a, a significant problem late in the season. Uh, Vita Vea. And... Vita Vea. And uh, they drafted uh, the kid out of pit. Yeah, they did. Um, the the second coming of Aaron Donald. So that could be a problem, but realistically their schedule's not that bad. Um, that, but that's one of those it. times where you pray to God, you don't make the playoffs cause you're going to get fucked. I don't think this team's going to have to pray that they don't make the playoffs. I just don't think that roster's good enough to make the playoffs. I, they made a push I mean, at the end the, of last year though. That the, made the biggest problem sense. is the fact that their division sucks. I mean, if the saints aren't any good, you got a problem because if the saints aren't any good, that division is wide fucking open unless you're Atlanta because you're not winning anything. But Carolina, Tampa Bay, I don't have a lot of faith in Tampa Bay. We've been over that. But if Bryce young is almost good is almost what we think he could be. They could win that division. They very well could. And, and they better hope that it's a it's a one and done because you get into the divisional games, you get out of wild card weekend, you're <laughs> you're cruising for a bruising. That's that's not going to be fun to watch. Bryce Young scares me for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get what you're saying. It, like I said, I hope like, that I hope Tua looked small. Kyler looked small. Baker looked small. They look to the huge bunch. compared say, to Bryce. Say I know I know Bryce weighed in like what one ninety four at the combine, but we all know that's not his playing weight. No, like there's not he a put chance. On, you put on weight for the combine. Congratulations. Yeah, I I put on weight every day. I lose weight every day about nine o'clock in the morning too. Um, but nah, man, it is, they are such, 
a paradox of what the NFL is because that team that team could win the division. That team could be the four seed. That team could be the three seed. <laughs> That's so terrifying. That team think. could be drafting top five. I I don't know what the season's gonna look like for Par- for Carolina. I I just I don't have a lot of faith that they're gonna be good. Again, I think realistically, eight and nine might win that division. Hell, I'm not so sure you don't get a 10-loss 10, 10 team winning the NFC South. And I feel like that could be where where Carolina's at. I keep wanting to say Carolina, and I don't know why. Because it's the Panthers. I know. I mean, I, I, I know what I'm doing in my head and why I'm doing it is the question, but... How, boy, how the mighty have fallen eight years ago was the height of Cam Newton. Think about that. I don't want to because I don't. I don't want it to be that long ago. Doesn't Man. feel like it was that long ago. No. Man, and that was good football too. Cam Newton that was on, exciting. I mean, Cam Luke Newton Keekly was on the other side of the ball for the Panthers. I uh, I saw I saw a post yesterday. I've had six linebackers, and it said name pick pick two. Ray Lewis, Patrick Willis, uh, Buccaneers linebacker. Um. Uh. Brooks. Yep. Um. I want to say Ahmad Brooks, but nope. he was a defensive end. Um, wow, I feel awful for not remembering this. I know. I know um, exactly who you're talking about, too. Luke Keekley. I don't remember who the other two were, but I was like, yeah, it's it, it's Willis and Luke. Like, uh, terrifying. No no, or no question about terrifying. it. Terrifying. God. You, you can have Ray Lewis and whoever. Like, give me Patrick Willis and give me Luke Keekley. Because you have the smartest guy on the field and the the scariest hitter. Uh, people want to talk about Ray, Ray. It's recency bias. Go back and watch. Go back and watch the film. Ray Lewis didn't run somebody down 70 yards down the field after hitting the quarterback. I mean, they played at the same time. I mean, recency bias shouldn't really. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. It, it's, yeah. I mean, well, Ray Lewis, go back and watch it. Go back and watch it again. Tell me who the real number 52 is. I have made my argument. I will not be uh, rehashing that. As of right now. I can't um, wait to do that extra episode. That one's going to be fun. Just talking old school linebackers. Man, the 2010s linebacking. Yeah, I, that caffeine that I drank earlier, it's kicking in. I'm not going to sleep tonight now. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you're uh, I'm glad you're getting that taken care of. But, but uh, uh, I, nothing else. I, just reminiscing over... Uh, God, I'm not even 30 yet. I'm reminiscing over football. <sighs> How can you not be romantic about football? Uh, but <sighs> I mean, we could talk all night. It's been an hour. Okay. Um, uh, unless the, you've the got one, a couple of other the, teams you want to talk. I could literally do this all night. Oh, I know. I know. So could I. Um, the one thing I'm, I'm, and I'm going to continue to say it as, as long as, as long as Chris Jones keeps tweeting out his tweets, I will keep making comments on my podcast. Um, Kansas city do not re-sign Frank Clark. I don't care if stone cold Jones wants him back. Do not re-sign him. Thank you. Please do. Please don't. Please do God, I hope he signs with the Niners. God, Fuck please you. no. <laughs> please sign with the Niners, Frank. It's it's so much hot potato. I want him. No, you don't. I I don't want him. Um, oh, that's why I was I was really upset when Zadarius Smith got traded to the Browns because I'm really getting pissed off at the Browns because there's been two guys that have been traded this offseason where I was like I really I would really like to have that guy. Both of them have gone to the fucking Browns. All for yeah. Next to nothing. Elijah Moore and freaking Zadarius Smith for peanuts. 
Meanwhile, Kansas City couldn't even trade up two fucking spots to get fucking Nolan Smith and actually take care of this problem. Ooh, we got to draft Felix out of K-State because he's the hometown kid and fucking... I'm ready to go. It's all right. It's okay. Guys, that was episode two of the our off-season here. Once again, brought to you by Sticks Golf Lounge in Humboldt, Kansas. Guys, want, just stop on in if you're ever through the area. Play a few holes. Gra- drink a couple beers. Guys in there are great. Uh, one last time, I'm Ryan. That's Austin. This is the Too Fat to Play podcast. Guys, have a beautiful weekend. <laughs>